Hey, you guys, it is Coach Kylie from Powerful. We dive into women's health and empowerment through integrative approaches, so internal, physical, and mental health. Today, we're really focusing on the mental health component because we are diving in to boundaries for the holidays. Perfect timing, considering Thanksgiving is just around the corner and then all the holidays following after that. So today we're really going to be focusing on how we can maintain a mental health boundary with friends and family who may know how to push our buttons. Today we have Mary Beth with us. I'm so excited to have her on because she's going to be talking a little bit about how we can set healthy boundaries for the holidays. Hey there. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course, I'd love for you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background. Absolutely. So I'm Mary Beth Samich. I'm a licensed therapist and I work primarily with teens and young adults and I specialize in family dynamic work. So a lot of boundary setting. I often see clients who are experiencing anxiety, having communication issues, going through transitions, um, a lot of different things related to family dynamic. I own a group private practice in North Carolina and I also co-host a podcast called My Therapist Thinks, where we talk about modern mental health topics and really try to make mental health accessible, relatable, and really relevant. I love that. I think that it's so important to normalize mental health as part of our self-care process. It's not just the bubble bath with a glass of wine that's stereotypically thought of. It's a mix of mental, physical, and internal health components to really allow us to be our best selves. Also, Mary Beth is being extremely modest, you guys. She runs her own women-led private practice that's entirely women on her team. And she's been featured in Reader's Digest, Psychology Today, and Medical Daily. So I'm really excited to have her on to help guide us through really making a safe space for ourselves, despite maybe some of the uncomfy or cramped feelings we might feel throughout the next few months. Yes, thank you for that. That's really sweet. But yeah, I think, you know, boundary setting throughout the holidays is crucial. Yeah. So with nearly 10 years experience as a therapist, what what are your suggestions for kind of creating a step-to-step guide to setting boundaries? So I actually have a resource for this that I've created. It's called the three-step boundary setting blueprint, and you can download it through the link in my bio on my Instagram account, your journey through. It's basically a really simple way to set boundaries assertively and effectively. And I give actual scripts for you to be able to do this. And the first step I always say is to lead with validation. You know, let's say, your mother-in-law, that's a common, you know, pain point in families wants to come for the holidays. And, you know, I just had a baby. So I'll say, you know, she wants to come see the baby and be with us for a while. So you could lead with validation with that and say, I'm so grateful you've offered to come and offered to help with the baby. But then the second step is to assert your boundary. So you could say just simply right now, we're not accepting visitors. And then the third step would be to come toward them. And this usually sounds like a compromise and saying, I'd love for you to come from this day to this day or this time to this time if you're available then. So it really helps to lead with the validation to really affirm the person's intention and kind of set the stage in a positive way and then to practice some assertive communication and then tie it up with what is acceptable to you. Okay. I love those steps. I feel like that's really helpful to kind of create a guide for that and that awesome resource on your Instagram, because sometimes it can be hard in the moment. You feel like a deer in the headlights and suddenly you're like, uh, 
Uh, um, and then that allows for that opportunity for your needs to not be met and allow you to feel walked over. And that's not a situation that you want to be in. Right. I often see this fear of assertiveness as a real option obstacle and it can lead to really struggling with boundary setting, but remembering that boundaries are actually really loving and really protective of your relationships. So when you set boundaries, you're communicating like this relationship is important to me and I want it to be long lasting and healthy rather than build all this resentment when my boundaries are continuously disrespected. I think that's really great. And I loved one thing you said, not necessarily love this one thing you said, but I was intrigued by you mentioned that sometimes we feel like it's challenging to be assertive. Do you feel like when you specialize with teens and young adults that that's a common thread? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would say probably 85% of my clients are women. And this is such a cultural and sociological thing. Just, I, I know there's research on this and I don't have it off the top of my head, but women have a harder time communicating assertively and it's almost framed as aggressive and it's not aggressive at all. There's a whole spectrum of communication. We've got passive and then assertive and then aggressive. And what ends up happening is when you don't communicate assertively and you're super passive, right? You know, every, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Whatever you say, then enough of that. And you jump over to aggressive and you totally bypass assertive and you become what we refer to as passive aggressive, which is never a great thing to be <laughs> um, because it's not a super healthy form of communication, a lot of sarcasm, snarkiness. So if you can really just stay in that middle assertive ground, which is all about asserting your needs from, and using a lot of I statements, then that's really the way way to, you know, communicate in the healthiest form. I like that. That's really helpful information for everybody here because I mostly work with women's health and women's health and wellness in an integrative sense. So it's really nice to have somebody who primarily works with women being able to speak to what we might feel our needs are, not necessarily in this sense, but kind of piggybacking off of that. A lot of women don't feel confident to go to the gym or learn how to cook new foods that can help fuel their bodies. And sometimes it just takes small steps first. Would you feel like that's similar in boundary set setting, kind of taking small steps before diving into maybe the big scary stuff? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. And I think one way to do that is to just start recognizing what your wants and your needs even are. Many people don't really take time to think about what they are, especially if they come from an enmeshed family system. And what I mean by enmeshed, because that's not a word we commonly throw around, let's kind of take a step back for a minute. So when you're an adolescent, a teenager, usually you differentiate from your family. Mm -hmm. And that's a really healthy developmental process where your family kind of lets go and starts letting you make some decisions about what you want to wear, what you want to do, you know, maybe where you want to go to school, things like that. Um, and they kind of release some of the control and that can be really hard for parents. Um, but it's also really necessary developmentally, but occasionally that doesn't happen for many different reasons, whether it's the family dynamic or the health of the marriage that the parents may be in, or even some cultural, some cultures are more enmeshed than others. And that's just like traditional and normative. But what ends up happening is that you kind of lose yourself in that process. You struggle to identify your wants and your needs and boundaries kind of go out the window because you're just maintaining the status quo. And this is just how things are. This is the way it's always been. And when I hear those 
phrases in the therapy room, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. That's like a red flag for enmeshment for me. So in enmesh systems, it is really hard to set boundaries and can be really challenging. And so we really want to support people in that way when that's the case. That makes sense. So kind of taking two steps back from our talk today about boundary setting, when you feel like people struggle with finding themselves or being able to really understand their own needs, what types of techniques would you recommend as homework or things that people could be doing on their own to start to figure out what steps they could take to feel more like themselves and more like their goal oriented? Yeah, one would be to think about the life that you want right? That you want to create a life that feels good for you to live and maybe even journal a little bit around that and think about, you know, where you are, where you'd like to be and what kind of obstacles might be in the way. I also really recommend value work. So I'll sit with my clients and we'll do almost a values assessment of like, what are your top 10 values and how are they being met or not being met? right now? And then what are the obstacles to those? I love that. I think that's really helpful stuff. Guys, be taking notes. You have Mm -hmm. homework. I think that's really great. Then kind of taking two steps back forward into the boundary setting, what do you find is the most difficult thing for people when they are trying to set a boundary? Mm, Pushback and fear of pushback. And what I like to tell my clients and really anyone who is struggling to set a boundary is that if you receive that pushback, it is simply validation that that boundary needed to be set because it shows that that person is not respecting your boundary. And those are the people that you really need the boundaries with because when people respect your boundaries, you don't need them as often with them. Yeah. And I think that sometimes in personal experience and with clients experience that it seems like a lot of friends and people that are maybe a little more distanced from the person, but connected to the person can respect those boundaries a little bit more. So if we're adding in the holidays, it's high stress. People are confined in small spaces with a lot of people that they may or may not like, and maybe people who know them a little too well and push Mm -hmm. their buttons and all the other things we could add to that list. How can you use boundaries to manage a situation like that. Yeah. So I think boundaries also help keep us regulated in those situations, because what I'll often see is my clients are doing really great work in therapy. They've really solidified their boundaries and their personal lives. And then they go home for the holiday and they come back and they're like, I'm so upset. Like, I feel like I've taken 10 steps backwards. I was so triggered and really just normalizing that that is a common experience around the holidays when you're with family, like you are going back into a context where it is one of the most triggering dynamically. And so maintaining your regulation in that family system is even harder. So really anticipating any triggers that you may experience, like usually right before the holidays at our, like a client session prior to them going for the holidays, we'll say, okay, What triggers can we anticipate? What can we expect to happen so that we're mentally prepared and emotionally prepared, right? And you're still going to have an emotional response, right? You can't totally 100% prepare, but maybe like 50%. And then when that happens, you know, when that person does the thing that you wish they wouldn't do, you can be like, okay, yep, I anticipated that. I knew that was going to happen. And it gives it so much less power over you. 
Because when things can be unexpected or feel surprising, then there's a whole new wave of overwhelm, stress, anxiety rooted to that. So I also see that in my realm of practice with movement or nutrition or the emotional ties to our motivation and our consistency. And that's kind of, I use the word roadblock. I like that, you know, call it a pothole construction, whatever you want. But when we're driving, those things make it more challenging. It's not a smooth path. So we have to be able to foresee that. And if I know that there's going to be some traffic on my way to work, I'm going to go a little bit earlier. I'm going to prepare for that rather than being flustered, then I'm late, and then I'm all screwed up and messed around for it for no good reason. So I like that idea of planning ahead in the sense of boundary setting too. Yeah. I love that metaphor about planning ahead. And even, you know, if there's going to be traffic and you're deciding to leave at that time, you know, there's going to be traffic. It's almost like a sense of acceptance that you're reaching by being able to anticipate that. So yeah, no, I think that's crucial work in anticipating your triggers because there's science behind it, right? Like it sends us into a sympathetic nervous state where anxiety and overwhelm lives. And then it takes a while to regulate and get back into that like ventral calm place that that you want to be in. Yeah. And speaking about that from a health perspective, when we have those acute stress responses, that increases our cortisol levels, our inflammation, so many different regulations throughout the body, slows our digestion down. And those things can get re-regulated over time, but why not just try to avoid that process altogether? And if we plan ahead for that, then there's still an emotional response, like Mary Beth said, but maybe a little bit less of an emotional response because we kind of had it in the back of our mind that we might experience something like that this Thanksgiving or holiday season. Yeah. And the goal is not to feel, you know, no negative quote unquote emotions. We're humans. And I think that's another piece of acceptance that you're going to go through these kind of ebbs and flows of how you feel, but to be able to regulate in a reasonable amount of time afterwards. I like that. So then if we set a boundary and it goes successfully, what would that look like for someone who's new to setting boundaries? Hmm, It would feel like respect, right? You're asserting your want or your need. And that person is not only respecting, but responding to it. Um, So, you know, if you're like, I need to, I really want to go to this, um, I guess, holiday church service maybe, right? At this time. And can we make sure that we eat at this time so we can make that happen? If that's important to you, then, then it would look like either that happening or you coming up with some kind of compromise or negotiation, like maybe you leave before dessert or something like that. Yeah. I like that idea. And then kind of throwing another example into play, if we're going to case study it, yeah, you know, let's say we're at dinner, we have Uncle Billy Bob in this corner and Granny Joe in the other corner, and everybody's kind of hollering at us asking about when we're going to get a boyfriend or how's our job search going or things that already are building maybe an internal mm. source of anxiety. And now everybody else is enhancing that source of anxiety. What would we do in that type of situation? It depends what you're comfortable with. And this is like the crucial piece of tuning into like your limits to your negotiables and your non-negotiables. Is that information something you feel comfortable sharing or is it not? And if you're not, then you can set that precedent either before you go by saying like, I'm not going to talk about this this year at the dinner table, right? Um, Or at the dinner table, it's not too late to do that. 
either by just saying, you know, I'm not comfortable discussing that right now. And it may, you know, make someone else, you may fear that it makes someone else uncomfortable, but remembering that that's what they're doing to you. Right. So why is their comfort more important than yours? I think that's a great takeaway. Why are we not putting ourselves first? I think that that's something I see in my parallel as well, is that especially as women, we start to slowly put ourselves last on the list when we have work or school, family, relationships, socialization, and all these things, binging the new TV show we want to watch slowly come first. And then we put our health and wellness towards the bottom of that list until it's finally been enough. And that Mm -hmm. seems very similar to boundary setting. Maybe we allow other people's peace to become first priority until we have that breaking point. And then that can lead to that aggressive reaction that you had mentioned previously. Yeah. And a similar, it's similar with accountability too. It's like, if someone's asking a largely inappropriate question, right? Like, you know, when are you going to have kids or when are you going to have your next baby or something like that? Like the making them uncomfortable or saying something that may make them uncomfortable, right? Because we don't even know if it will. That's an assumption is also holding them accountable for what they're doing. And I think women are socialized to be afraid to do that, to hold others accountable and to reflect that back to them. So it's an, it can be really empowering to start doing that. I think that's great. And it's like you mentioned, Sometimes it's unrecognizable. We could say something that could be triggering to someone from any capacity without knowing it. And we don't want to continue doing that if we really care about this friend or family member or relative. We want to be held accountable to that aspect, at least in a healthy setting. You would typically expect that because you want to value that person and value their feelings throughout the time you guys have together. Yeah. I like that take of maybe the person will even welcome that accountability and learn from it and respect it. I love that. So kind of wrapping up in boundary setting, if you were to give three big takeaways for people to really take in this next month and a half or so, what would you say are three big takeaways for them? Three big takeaways. The first would be not to let fear or guilt or self-doubt really get in the way of asserting your boundaries. Right. And then the next is to not be afraid of assertive communication because it can really empower you and help you have more healthy and respectful relationships. And then the third is in reference to specifically the holidays. I know there's lots of pressure, there's family traditions, you know, there's just all these expectations and comparisons and really just staying mindful and grounded in the moment, right? And not letting all of that seep in and make this feel like even more unnecessary pressure for you. You're not the bad guy if you set a boundary during the holidays. I think that's great. I think that's really important information and just touching base on that last point. You're not the bad guy for doing that. Just like you said, it's important to put yourself first, your mental health first, your physical health first, and overall well-being comes before all the other embellishments in life. Mary Beth is amazing, guys. In case I didn't say that at the beginning of our session, I'm saying it now. I love her Instagram. It's your journey through. Tons of fun tips on there, first and foremost, which I think are the most helpful. But then if you want a little laugh, I have seen your funny stuff. And I love that (laughs) because it's really relatable to our generation of women who want that self-growth, want that self-help, but need a little bit of humor to get through it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that is my whole kind of 
the platform on here is to make mental health modern, accessible, relatable, and really just relevant to your life. And I feel like humor is such a great way to kind of bring people in, but then also there's more content on there that can really help you kind of stay and start think, thinking critically about mental health and family dynamics and your anxiety you may feel. And, and just as a reminder, if you need help with those boundary scripts, that link is in my bio for the boundary setting blueprint. Yes, definitely take a hold of that, you guys. Maybe this is a hint to send this to a friend or send this podcast to a family member so they can get the gist before the holidays start too. So that everybody's in a healthy space for this time together this year.